Stop at one. two. Platcha. Oh, right. What? <laughs> Stop the countdown at two because Overwatch 2 emergency meeting happening right here, right now. I got the crew together, apart from Matt, obviously, because he knows too much and shares too little. So he is not allowed on episodes like this. He's decided that he can't be on the episodes where we discuss the most popular topics. I mean, is Matt <laughs> even going to be on the Plat Chat podcast anymore at this point? It's like, guys, I can't discuss anything related to Overwatch 2. It's like, well, Matt, what can you discuss? The weather? <laughs> can you, what, what can you talk about? Can he even discuss anything to do with Overwatch anyway when he was on Plat Chat, to be fair? Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, George. You said it was good. You, you you do be out here looking like a corpse. I don't know what's, I don't know exactly oh, really? what's going on, but your oh, your skin Jack? tone's extremely grey. Are you doing okay? You eating enough iron in your diet? <laughs> We've had a long ass fucking off season. Okay, it's been I think about six and a half years or something. Um, the off season, wow. Yeah, maybe maybe a God. little malnutrition from the lack of money that is in my bank account. Right the only food he's had is his fishes behind him. Draw, draw polls or draw straws about the fishes. Who eats I, I posted a tweet saying that it felt like Overwatch 2, uh, the Overwatch community woke up from hibernation. And then I, po I posted that tweet and I was like, actually, it doesn't feel like hibernation. It feels like it's been woken up from a coma. It feels, <laughs> it feels like it just sprung out of bed like Grandpa Joe. Because we've just actually had, what, seven months of nothing. Like, just Actually, you nothing. know what? You know what? It... <laughs> This is gonna sound so bad. Wait, that tweet what? popped off. Yeah, it, it did pop off. I, I swear, I was about to sign the DNR form. I, I had my signature on the <laughs> fucking document. <laughs> what were you saying, Johnny? Um, it's, oh, you know, um, there was that documentary on uh, Netflix where this guy documents like going through COVID and he just does like ridiculous songs and stuff. <laughs> no. no, you haven't watched what? this. Oh my God, it popped off for like a week when it came out. It's it's sort of like we've all been stuck inside in COVID again, but we've all been like stuck outside with Overwatch, so we can't go out and enjoy the real world. We can't go out and you know the things we enjoy about life. So we've just been stuck inside all the time. That's kind of the same the feeling. Are, with are Overwatch you talking about Bo Burnham's inside? Yeah, that's oh, not a document. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it is. Well, sort of, I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's something like a comedy like act. Sure, it's of, but, it's yeah. A, yeah, I mean, comedy, I would think yeah. of it as a comedy more than a documentary of being indoors. But yeah, yeah, like I, I was mean, like, what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> it was pretty reflective of that time period. So in no, some I get essence, it. it was kind of I get it. I yeah, get so, it. So you know, that was just us, the Overwatch community. It was alive to some degree. It was just stuck inside for the entire time, and people just went mad on Reddit. Just like started talking about as if Overwatch Two was out. They started talking about yeah. What the hell like, happened they, with the Reddit there for they a went second? Crazy. Yeah, it well, was. People nuts. were just joking how like, wouldn't it be funny if we? started just posting as if Overwatch 2 was out and just like made random shit up, which it's I like have to admit is actually really funny. It's an extreme version of Stockholm Syndrome almost. <laughs> just like yeah. people going absolutely fucking bonkers because there's nothing stimulating hitting their brains. So they have to divulge on Reddit and pretend things are happening. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to talk about Fuck. all things Overwatch 2. Well, the, the announcements at least that we have so far and how yeah. they relate to League. But before that, we have a partner, a new partner for this episode that we haven't been doing for the team previews so far, but it's drum roll, please. A partner for literally a drum roll, thank you. Motherfuckers. Okay, our, our partner is NordVPN, so appreciate NordVPN <laughs> partnering with this episode. You know, we'll we'll just slice out that first word that I said before we got into the partnership, I think. <laughs> but NordVPN are sponsoring us. If you go to nordvpn.com slash platchat, or if you go to their website and order a plan using the code platchat, 
then you get a large discount off the plan that you're uh, that you're purchasing. You get a month free, and you get a special bonus gift. Uh, they also have 30 days money-back guarantee, so if you try the product and you don't like it, then you've got 30 days to, to get a refund on that as well. And I want to... I, I, I fucking love NordVPN. I use it all the time. Uh, it is my VPN of choice. And the reason I enjoy it so much, you can just launch it. Single button connects you to like 30 more different countries. Um, I normally just use the UK because that's what I'm interested in doing because I'm from the UK. But you could use it to go anywhere virtually. And you can use it to get, I don't know, different Netflix stuff or whatever you're interested in. Uh, and it's also extremely important if you're interested in security when you're on like public Wi-Fi networks, if you're going around into airports and stuff, having a VPN is going to be very beneficial for your protection online. I, I will say, as you said, like you change where you are like virtually. So sometimes I'll just connect to NordVPN and go to Sweden and I'll just like, I'll just like try to live through my, my Swedish life once more. And I get all the Swedish ads, <laughs> I get all the Swedish recommendations, you know, I go, I go back in time to where, and I lived in Sweden. And I, I go through that lifestyle once more. So, that, yeah, it's really helpful in that regard. Pretty epic. What, what do you connect to Sweden for, though? Because I've never connected. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not a NordVPN tourist. I don't go clicking on all the different countries and seeing what's on there. But what? Uh, why do you connect when I can't to Sweden? To travel, I just connect to like South Africa, and I like ambition <laughs> that I'm in South Africa. And oh, this is okay. extremely sad. Pandemic <laughs> virtual traveling. You're just scrolling through VPN. Netflix to different countries. <laughs> That's Here's the, yeah, try that... it out. Go to nordvpn.com forward slash platchat and enter the code platchat right now and you can try virtual traveling. And you there can you make go. your life a little less sad. Or a little more sad. Uh, or more sad, depending. Yeah, depending. No, All right. no, depending no, on no. how you look Let's at go. it. Let's get into it then. Let's talk Overwatch 2. So the alpha slash beta have both been announced. So they've given us, I mean, a date for the alpha, which is it's already out there into the pro player's hands and some friends and family kind of stuff going on with, uh, with Blizzard as well. And then the beta was announced for the end of April. Did they give an exact date on that? I think it was late. Did, but let's make it sure. just says. I think it's just as late. I, yeah, right? I thought they just said late April. I don't think they so gave the a date. last day of April. <laughs> yeah, the last day. Very last day. They also didn't say April of what year. Yeah, 2023. Yeah, they said Overwatch 2 PvP beta begins late April. No year mentioned. Okay, so yeah, uh, have any of you actually managed to sign up? Because every time I click that yes. opt-in button, it says no fuck off. I've signed up. Well, it crashed on the first day, and I signed up with five of my accounts. So one you of them signed up with five me. accounts. You're the problem. Are you allowed? <laughs> you to little fuck. I'm trying to sign up with net. one. I have five accounts. Um, <laughs> I have a code for a sixth. Uh, I've never used. So I mean, team four, team four about to come out and just kneecap you. <laughs> I think it's on, on my ass. Just ban all my accounts. Three. That's not true. <laughs> what? Well, it doesn't, we well either way, we can't. No? I mean, we don't want to send Jaws to the Blizzard right. Gulag, so yeah, yeah, we don't want yeah. to incriminate him more than he's already incriminated himself. Yeah, it's all right. Well, <laughs> that's that's might the problem. be more scenic than a six-month off-season. I don't know. Maybe mm, that might be. <laughs> maybe. So, where do we want to begin with this? I, I think. I mean, the the idea of the beta being late April to me aligns with the start of the Overwatch League, right? That makes complete sense. Uh, Aaron Keller, I think. I think a good place to begin is that Aaron Keller video. If we can pull up the developer update video, 
and maybe put on the subtitles and just kind of walk through some of the stuff he was talking about because he starts off by essentially apologizing for just shitty communication with the Overwatch community, which I think was absolutely necessary because people were getting pissed about that. Yeah, Someone especially since the... Remind me, by the way. Sorry, I just want to get a quick reminder before we get down to have it. Have they apologized for the communication before? I feel like I've heard this before. Or is this the first time they've apologized about communication? Well, if you remember when they said they were going to release monthly updates about Overwatch 2, I think they yeah. said at the beginning of that, hey, we're sorry we haven't been able to talk yeah. to you guys, but yeah. we're going to talk to you a lot more. We're going to yeah. release monthly updates. And then they released one and it just went dark. Remember when yeah, we had an Overwatch 2 thinking. podcast? We're supposed to document the updates and news. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was wondering, I was wondering what was going on with that. Okay, now, sorry, Jack, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying. I, yeah, I think the apology is warranted, definitely, since the last even the big content update was Echo, which was how many months? That's actually how many years ago was Echo at this Two. point? Yeah. Can you just pause like the that's... video as well, please, Kurt? April Can you just 14, pause the video too? I just want to just want to go through piece by piece. Twenty twenty. Yeah, literally. Actually, April 14th, yeah. 2020 was Echo. Two years ago. just about. Almost. Yeah, literally oh just my years, exactly. God. Yeah, Mad, so yeah, warranted. Absolutely warranted for the apology. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's crazy that they've not... I like half can understand the non-monthly updates. Like Blizzard and the dev team, I can imagine too, has been through a lot of like restructuring and just like a lot of things internally, which you guys have probably discussed on the podcast already, that have been happening with Blizzard over the last couple of years so like a part of me wants to forgive them for that like okay fair enough there's been a lot of shakeups and whatnot but two years since the uh, since the other hero and like announcing overwatch 2 as well somewhere around that time too that's just nuts that is crazy isn't it so the reason that i was asking kurt to pause the video was because he goes from apologizing about the communication to actually confirming that okay he describes it as we want Overwatch 2 to be a living game, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, we want Overwatch 2 to be alive. Yeah, we want our game to be alive. We don't want a dead game. So that's, that's mostly what we're going game. for. But the point here being, it's like game as a service. So not just releasing the game and then just letting service. it wither away. Yeah. So pushing uh, constant updates, stuff like that. They actually refuse to commit to that um, model every time that they've talked about Overwatch 2 previously. Everyone assumed that would be the model, but they always dodged committing to it. This, as far as I can remember, is the first time they've actually said they're going to follow the same kind of framework as you're like Valorant or Apex or Fortnite, you know, where the game is getting regular content updates constantly and they view it as a service rather than just one big boom. Well, it's also meaningful updates, right? Because I think, you know, no one makes this argument ever, but, you know... <laughs> If you, if you look at what actually happened with Overwatch, they had those, you know, um, times in Overwatch 1 where it's like, hey, you know, win nine quick play games and you can get a new Reaper skin or, you know, those kind of events. Um, and sometimes they really release like deathmatch maps and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, well, you know, we're releasing stuff. But like no one really cares about that stuff. What we're looking for is meaningful updates. Like new heroes, I think is the... the the biggest kind of update you can grant the game. And I think we've seen at every hero release, whether it's Echo, Batiste, all the ones prior, that is when it's like peak active players and like when streamers tune in uh, and start recording uh, streaming Overwatch themselves because that is, you know, they want to try out the new hero. They want to see how it matches up in ranked, etc. And that's when you see most activity going on. So I, th I think the lack of meaningful updates has been 
uh, the biggest thing for Overwatch because, you know, one could make the case that they try to make it a living game. Like at some point, you have to update your Battle Pass model and make it a bigger kind of deal to the game. You can't just have, hey, here's a cool legendary Reaper skin or, you know, here's some new sprays we got conjured up for you guys. At some point, it has to be more meaningful change. And so I, I hope they put more resources into that because I'm not going to expect them to just like, hey, start pumping out, you know, bunch of stuff. Uh, at some point, you have to invest in that. You have to hire more developers to actively take care of the community, manage that, tournaments, heroes, maps, everything going on. So um, I hope there's more meaningful investment into that activity. Well, they need a battle pass first, right? You you kind of, the way you phrase that is like, oh, they've already got a battle pass, but they well, kind of I need mean, one first, right? I mean, it's kind I, of the same thing, you know, play, play, get nine quick play wins is it you know yes yeah, like hey you know, play 10 games of Valorant it's like a battle get... pass where they don't make any money and yeah no real rewards it, that's, exactly yeah. that's not a battle pass at all um mm. like you look at apex apex has those um like win nine games or whatever but it will be uh you complete challenges so it's like oh um th today's challenges are get two knocks play five games um, do 500 damage with SMGs or something, and then you get the stars towards those, like, you know, the play nine games to get the Reaper skin. It's like that, and it's the same kind of progression bar where they'll have uh, a skin at the end and you have a few rewards here and there. That's what I equate to um, the, the Overwatch version of that, which is the, the Reaper skin, which is the recent one. And then the Apex also has the Battle Pass, which is just a regular battle pass though you get to fucking level 100 110 you get a special skin for whatever weapon that's uh you know fucking weapon of the fucking month and but the battle pass lasts for two months in it lines up with the competitive seasons as well um and overwatch needs that too because yeah you're paying for the game and it's not going to be free to play and it does feel a little bit double dippy also having a, a paid for battle pass but i think we've gone past the point where especially overwatch man like overwatch has been on sale how many times over the number of fucking years? It's been like $8 for forever, it feels. Like, I think you're allowed to double dip in that sense. And they need that battle pass to kind of keep players playing. Will they implement something like that? I fucking hope so, because it does breathe a whole lot of life. The only issue with that, I think, is that Blizzard, in general, when you look at Overwatch, uh, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, just like the way the culture appears from the outside, and I think it was pretty remnant, uh, pretty representative of what it looks uh, is actually like on the inside is that they want everything to be so finely polished like to a point where it does take months extra to build up these skins build up these maps build up uh, like the lore and everything else behind things because they want that blizzard polish which they've been known for over the last however many years you know that since they've been since they were created and that doesn't really align with the battle pass system because you can't really pump out that many skins and that much content without taking a whole lot of time to add that blizzard polish so while i do hope that the battle pass does come to fruition will it actually not sure because of that blizzard polish that they really need what do you guys think about that i think about i just think that the game needs to be live service and that's kind of the end of it realistically like we are not in 1999 anymore frozen thrones not coming out uh no <laughs> one's looking to hop on warcraft 3 play their favorite rts and uh, I do think that we have to have live service games at this point. I think the Blizzard culture has been stuck in the 90s, uh, and it needs to in now... In more ways than one. In more ways than one. In fact, you could argue that the 90s could refer to the 1890s in some respects. So, like, it just it depends <laughs> on where, where exactly you land in the time period. But I do think that live service is honestly the way forward with competitive multiplayer games. It's just a proven fact. 
And I would love for it to not necessarily be required, but because of how the industry itself works now and to get that like monetary investment and the hype generated constantly, you have to be a live service game. Uh, you... And now it just remains to be seen, will they actually do it? Will they actually fall through with it? What do you think about Aaron Keller's claim here that they're trying to make Overwatch? I mean, obviously, to some degree, obviously he's going to say that they're trying to make it the best PvP experience possible but also even saying that here holds them to that standard and so actually they've been trying to be kind of wishy-washy over the last six months but if you just wind this back a tiny bit kurt to the sentence i'm talking about yeah that'll be good so he's talking about uh, delivering frequent pvp content to the live goal uh, the goal being far exceeding overwatch's previous rate of content release and he says here making the live game the most vibrant and dynamic pvp experience anywhere which, I mean, puts them almost in, like, direct competition to be better, to deliver more, or at least as much as the other games in that genre, which they've not been anywhere close in the past. That seems like a, I don't know, that's a bold move. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly bold, because also, if you look at games like, I mean, I don't know if they exactly compare themselves to games like these, you know, they're probably thinking about, like, Apex, Valorant, probably, but... You know, when Fortnite was at its peak, like the amount of content that those guys pushed out, like, the, you know, the, the rumors around them were that the game studio was just like, we're going to push our employees to the limit. We're going to pay you overtime. We're going to give you huge benefits. You guys just got to get shit out. And like you, you had the in-game concerts because Fortnite is more of a sandbox game. You can get away with that stuff probably more so than Overwatch. But like, there's some unreal standards if they want to live up to that and the other games. So yeah, seems kind of bonkers. Oh, I, like I think it's unrealistic. What the though, right? hell is this? Oh, we actually have a... Oh, wow. Oh, what the uh, hell is oh, this? Is a... of, the of the content? Wow. This is Fortnite calendar. So this someone on Reddit made a calendar of the 2021 calendar for content. Wow. And this is just oh one year God. of content updates. Man, that's like 10 years of Overwatch 1 content. Right there. <laughs> People that's having wet crazy. dreams over that spreadsheet in Overwatch community. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, uh, one of the other things that they mentioned in this announcement, though, even before that, kind of his lead-up point was that they've decoupled the PvP from the PvE. And that was actually something, it, it really slipped under the radar, but Richard Lewis had a video about, I want to say, three months ago at this point, maybe it was only two months ago, something like that, but at the beginning of this year, he had a video talking about Overwatch, and he had talked to people at Blizzard and the developer side, and they had already he had already said at that point that decoupled the two from each other and his his uh statement was that they primarily done that to crunch for the overwatch league to actually try and push this pve out for the overwatch league beginning because they'd already committed to actually having it on the new title um so this to me is a weird scenario i don't think overwatch league has ever been in that situation before where it's a priority for the developers or has even influenced the way that they think about the game's releases. I guess last year they kind of tried to cycle the patches to the Overwatch League schedule, but the years before you just fucking deal with whatever the dev team did from on high. Um, puts it in a weird situation for all of the fans who were looking forward to PvE though. Part of Overwatch 2 being this big sequel is the PvE portion. It's what they hyped up the most at the beginning of the game, this lore aspect, the characters, the storylines, the dynamic ways that the enemy AI would be, like, moving. It wasn't just, like, a classic Junkenstein minigame. Uh, do you think there's a subsection of the community, perhaps, that we're not aware of that are 
mortified by this news? It feels like there should be, but I haven't seen him anywhere. I wouldn't think so because Overwatch has generally been a PvP right, right. up until this point. So if there is a subsection that absolutely feed fucking Junkenstein into my veins like I'm a crack addict, yeah, maybe. But I doubt it very much. Like maybe there's a few people that love compete with high scores. I know some of the pro players every now and then will try and get the highest rating on like Junkenstein, you know, finishing that kind of stuff. Or at least they did a couple of years ago. I remember seeing tweets about that. But I doubt it very much. I think people I think it will bring more new people in that will be those kind of people that you're talking about that will be into the PvE way more than the PvP. But for the time being, I think most people know Overwatch for PvP, so they're excited for that rather than or like want that more than the PvE aspect of it. I think we have a selection bias here on this podcast as well, because I'm going to be honest, how many of us are yeah. tracking the forums of Billy Bob 22 saying exactly. like, oh, I can't wait to play yeah. like uh, so. And realistically, I have seen comments online of people being, you know, a little under, you know, a little disappointed. But for the most part, like all of us are in the way that we trend, trend towards these multiplayer and these competitive aspects. So it's a lot tougher for us to like get the gauge on the exact casual community because it's not any of our communities are our bubbles that yeah, we're currently yeah. in realistically even if i try to expand that it's a lot harder to like push your bubble outward than it is once you've initially created the bubble right um yeah. so but i have seen some people disappointed i think it is like a real trojan horse of this announcement though when you think about it is like a everyone it's like when you've been starving for a real long time and you have to be really careful to not take too much food or you'll die like you'll just die <laughs> if you eat too many calories and so like you get told like okay here's a watch who news Everyone's like, holy, like they're on their deathbeds, like they're fucking, they have the saline drip. They're just like, holy shit, like news. Thank fucking God. But then your body starts to activate a bit, you know, your organs start coming alive and you're like, but where's PVE? And that's <laughs> like the weird, that's the thing that we're reaching that step two is like, so you've told me we've spent like what, four years, four years, no content for the past two years. And we don't even get PVE upon release. Like that seems like a little bit crazy to me like well, as, as like a timetable i assume um, they would actually when pve is ready maybe that will be the release and you'll just have like a year-long beta or something yeah that's the thing but we don't know but the point being is that it is a little i think it's a little weird i think it is a little bit of a shock when you think about and i know we, we're going to talk about it more later on but it is a little bit of a shock when you consider all the other all the time that's happened for recruiting this myself personally I don't give a shit about PvE. I literally don't care. I do not care about PvE. I never did care. That's not what interests me about Overwatch. But I know that there are people that do care, and I also know that's what they that they part of the promise is they sold on Overwatch too. Yeah. So I am still a little concerned that it's not initially part of it. But I also still think it was the correct decision from a game point wise to split it because like not only do I not care, so I don't care if it's gone, but also we need something. It something has to be out. It just has to be fucking out. And oh. if it requires splitting PvE then it's the right move at the end of the day. I've uh, been a man on mission during this. I haven't listened to a word you guys said. I actually went to the Overwatch subreddit, not the competitive one, the actual Overwatch subreddit. Okay. And I dug through, you know, the comments on the uh, the announcement posts. And uh, I'd say it's a, you know, a minority, you know, they don't get the top comments by any means, but there are a couple of people who are like blaming PVP for delaying PVE, saying, you know, the, the change to 5v5 is taking so long and it's taking up so many resources that they're delaying PVE. And they're very frustrated about that. So there's a there's a small subject subsection that is uh, cool. disappointed that PvP is getting so much attention and 5v5 is so important and rebalancing. They didn't have to do that. And now we're delaying PvE because of that. So small percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, 
let's continue with the video. I can't remember how much more there was really uh, here. I think he was just talking about the... Oh, actually, no, there, there were a couple of other things in this video, though. The alpha with the pros and the family, they said is going to be under NDA, so you can't stream it, none of that stuff as well. Now, I assume, because he doesn't specifically state it, that um, the beta that's announced in April will not be under NDA, because he didn't specifically talk about it. I'm assuming that at the end of April, the beta will be able to be streamed and will be like available because people will be watching Overwatch League like a week later. Um, and the other part too is he says, he says test this content, which I hate to be like a picking up on every word he says, but he's like talking about subsections of their features being available in the alpha and the beta, not the full amount. And you'll see that later when we talk about what content is in the April beta. But they're releasing a small portion of their Overwatch 2 content. Not all of it, but, you know, a decent amount of it. Yeah. I mean, I've, the Overwatch 1 beta was streamed, right? It was all streamed. Because see, I remember, like, all the early content yeah. creators in, like, 2016-ish, 2015 were streaming their gameplay. And so I would assume also, wouldn't it be technically there'd be a gap because isn't Overwatch League set set the state in beginning of April and the beta goes live end of April is what they said. I thought it was beginning of May. The Overwatch League is set to start. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? There's going to be a gap. Like there's still going to be a gap between the beta and Overwatch League start. Uh, yeah, if I it's guess. End of April. Yeah. Unless there's some kind of preseason going on, in which case. Yeah. The, but even the, if there wasn't the, the preseason, I think the preseason was beginning of may or something and then like no, it's no, no. Officially they said the actual season is beginning beginning of may they have like oh, okay. the schedule for week one uh, which oh, yeah, is yeah like, but the point but even still so if it starts in may and this doesn't the beta doesn't release till end of april based off their own what they said in the post that's a gap right that's that's going to be a gap more than likely so like there's already going to be existing a gap but yeah potentially so it's i also when it when it comes to the the, the the trickle down content so to speak like i think that's inevitable like i really think they had to do it this way and i think seagull had some feedback or feedback he has some comments on it as well saying like um you know i hope this doesn't bore out the overall community that like you started kind of small and then you have to trickle down maybe more heroes yeah, more maps etc i i think i think that's the that's the thing you have to do if you're delaying pve if you're delaying this major release of this game like, you can't just release all the beta content all at once and just be like, yo, have fun with this. Because guess what? In two, two three months, people are going to be like, why am I playing this beta? Why am I still putting time into this? So it's almost like they're saying like, hey, the beta is as well going to become a live service game where we're going to release things incrementally. So if you're you know, lucky to be picked out by this sign-up thing and you get access to the beta, you have a reason to keep going back and playing the beta and keep testing new stuff. So... I think with the big delays in the actual release of the game, I think it's just inevitable. This is the way you have to do it. But part of Siegel's concern was that by trickling things into the community, they might view it more as like a content update rather than a big sequel, right? I think that was part of his concern too. If you give people small amounts a little bit at a time, it starts feeling more like a balance patch. He says here, I hope drip-feeding Overwatch 2 content like this doesn't water down people's first impressions of the game from sequel level to balance patch, he puts in quotation marks. And I think that's a fair concern, honestly, because when you don't throw, you know, three new heroes and the PvE at people and a whole new wave of redesigns and stuff, if you don't throw all of that stuff at people at once, it is going to feel a bit like a balance patch when you slowly trickle stuff out. But sure, hopefully but I mean the release schedule should be quick enough that or 
frequent and big enough that it feels like it's actually alive again. Sure, but I mean, we, we don't know, you know, how big Overwatch 2 is actually going to be. We know that, you know, with the release, we'll probably coincide with the PvE release and actually like the story missions and like stuff like that. But there might be tons of content we don't know yet and that they might release upon um, the actual release of the game. And so I don't think we can really assess or like judge that uh, right now because we actually don't know how much we're getting access to versus how much they're keeping away from us. Sure. Uh, when it comes to the PvE side of things, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And, um, you know, I think that when they announced the Wars 2, they did like talent trees and, you know, you can enhance your abilities and, you know, level them up, stuff like that. Like that's a huge part of what would make Overwatch 2. And so it depends on like when, if they ever give people access to that in a beta or some kind of early testing, right? Um, and similarly with PvP, like, you know, <laughs> we'll probably get more heroes, more maps um, to go with Overwatch 2. But realistically, I have no freaking idea if they have anything planned besides that. So it might just be the case. And this is Hopium, by the way. This is Hopium. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to say that this is happening, but like, you know, there, hopefully there's actually like more very cool stuff coming out relating to PvP that we don't necessarily have insight to. So based on what we know right now, it might just look like balance patches. And then upon release, we're actually just getting the beta. But I mean, I don't, I don't think we necessarily know yet. So maybe that's Hopi I'm trying to, you know, you know. Let's, let's take a look now. at the website because the website listed out a graphic that showcased the stuff that was in the beta for April uh, on that beta signup page. And some of the highlights are Sojourn, going to be available at the beginning of the Overwatch League. Uh, Hero reworks for like Doomfist, Orissa. Um, there was some other ones thrown in there as well. New maps too. What's well, right? It's so the the beta signup page that you brought up earlier, Kurt. Um, that website has that graphic. It's it just kind of showcases in a bullet point list the stuff that's uh, going to be thrown into the April beta. But the question being, do you think that's enough to keep people? If you just scroll down a little bit, there we go. This one. So it's going to be five v five with Sojourn. Four new maps. Push being played right from the beginning. So they've listed four hero reworks there. I suppose they're not counting, you know, like tweaks being full reworks and a new ping system, which hadn't been discussed previously from. What oh I man. Thank God they're adding a ping system. Dude, I'm, I play Apex a ton and like having a, a ping system in that game. And then I flip back to Overwatch real quick and I'm like, can't do shit. Literally can't like do anything in terms of like communication without like screaming at somebody. You, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, he's top left, and it's just like there's 17 <laughs> different versions of high ground top left on Voskaya. So like, it's it's tough to say where he got priority. Like, instantly. You know, focusing um, people down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ping system's fantastic. Do, I think what in terms of like the list of content here, if they only do this. And then they they go ahead and maybe there's like small iterations of the beta, small patches here and there, maybe like tweaks in like numbers or whatever. And then when it comes to the actual game, fuck knows when it's going to release, but when it comes to the actual drop of the game, I hope that they add as many maps or maybe a couple more and then they just go, boom, here's fucking six heroes or like five different heroes. Like they have to do something massive to make it seem like uh, not like, like Seagull said, like not a fucking update. And like an actual brand new game. Would you, would you prefer that though to them releasing heroes throughout the year? Let's say, let's say the main release of like PVE and all of that shit was next year. It's it's completely okay. not in 2022 at all. Would you prefer them to keep it all, 
you know, just this beta patch is what you're getting with a couple of tweaks for the whole of 2022 and save it all for the big release next year? Or yeah, do you think they should be adding like a hero every couple of months? If really treating this, this like a live release. For 2022, I think it's Dude, a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster. Betas don't, fucking, betas don't work like this either, normally. If you're saying that the beta is going to, sorry, the full game is going to release in 2023 or whatever, like betas don't fucking run for that long. So like they need to actually have something off the ground halfway through the year towards the end of the year at most and yeah they will have to slowly drip feed heroes and content onto the beta to make people or like continue people's interest in the game and continue things playing well if that's they do the problem have it's a, a language problem jaws because you're that's saying betas don't run a year but you know what does run for a year early access <laughs> so what if beta just means early access yeah yeah so, that's true so but i, I hope I for a fucking triple a fucking uh, blizzard you know what i mean like dude it's very confusing and, and it has been very confusing for the last couple of years with echo being the only fucking big content update in, in overwatch one like i just really hope that they don't trickle and drip feed because they're releasing the full version of pvp and i hope they do a segmented launch too launch pve in 2023 and then launch pvp this year and have a massive drop of heroes and whatnot because then at least half the game is out and most of the player base because like i said before don't think there are a ton of people right now who play overwatch who are more excited for the pve and they're like oh yeah fuck pvp like why is this not coming out I think most people are interested in that PvP. So okay. segmented launch completely, that's where I think they should... Uh, well, they let, should me, let me draw this back a little bit and focus in. For the April beta, right, you've got these features. Is it going to feel like a new game? You've got 5v5, you've got push, you've got a new hero, you've got new maps. This, to me, is going to feel pretty fresh. Even if they haven't changed the core game very much outside of just being 5v5, if you get to play new... Arissa, Doom, I mean, if Arissa's been changed yeah. dramatically, if Doom is a tank, and we already know roughly what Bastion and Sombra are, and Sombra seems like thematically similar, but different enough to be fun, then it's on four new maps, Sojourn out there, Push out there that no one's ever played before. I feel like this is already, for April, going to feel really exciting. Like, the kind of content patch where streamers jump in and people get back into the game and that kind of stuff this feels like enough to me to get that fucking kickstart back in the the cpr done onto the community it's a good start i think it's a good start i think it's gonna feel very fresh i the really the 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 one factor for me is like if we're doing drip content how frequent are the releases of the new heroes slash content in this beta right I don't want to go, especially, and also how long does the beta last? Like, those are, like, the two most important things there. Like, if this beta is going to last a long time, like, multiple months, there should be content release in between. If it's a short-term beta, like, a month or two, like, sure, just release everything else upon full release of PvP. Like, those are kind of the factors you have to ask yourself, like, what is the proper way to do it? Because we, I, like, that's, like, if they're going to be like, this beta is going to last four to five months or longer fuck yeah you need to be releasing new heroes and new content the entire time because even looking at that like that's going to be fresh is that a big enough shock to be like everyone wants to come back and play and like stay playing no you're gonna have to be keep releasing new stuff in my opinion because i don't think it's it's not enough to tell me that this isn't just overwatch one plus 
Like, I need to be seeing, like, continuous new things unless the beta is really short and you drop everything at once well, let me, after Let me pitch you done. this, then. Let me pitch you this. So Overwatch League starts off. They've got this content patch. They actually said Aaron Keller... Not... I think, don't think it was Aaron Keller, actually. It was in the Overwatch League video. Sean Miller said that the devs are going to be working to push large updates on the Overwatch League schedule again. So they're not going to be throwing in a big content patch for the, for the beta when you're in, like, the the playoffs week or the run-up to the mid-season tournament is what he specifically said. But let's say after... So this is how Overwatch League begins. Then after the mid-season tournament, so I don't know what month that is, but like July, is it? Maybe? No. I, I don't fucking know. Whatever. July, let's say. Let's say two months in. Two months in. After the mid-season tournament, they drop another hero, another couple of maps, like some other big content spike. Do you think that works? Because that, to me, feels fresh enough. Like, halfway through the season, you get another big injection. It's like three months later. The first level of hype lasts for two months, probably. People start to dip off. Boom, you hit them with another one. Like, that seems like a decent cadence. To yeah, me. I think two months. I think two months or so, maybe even 1.5. But, you know, two months or so is a pretty good cadence. I think if it's more than two months, you run the risk of it being too stale. Uh, but to like, you want a, a cadence of things being released. If this PVP beta is going to last a while, like you definitely want to be getting consistent new updates to have people continue to have interest because I, I it's just not enough, like on its baseline, if you're not going to release everything at once, you know, like you need to be building, you need to be showing people like what the game's evolving to and that there's going to be content. Right. Mm. And like, you also need to be building to faith. For. In the developers, yes. because people yeah. at the moment are still skeptical about the idea of even getting getting the stuff that's been promised in this video, because Aaron said stuff like this before, and then they haven't followed through. You're also going back to, uh, is Overwatch 2 going to be enough to get people going again and re really feel like a, a, a true sequel? I mean, I, I question those people as well asking for like a, a, like a whole new experience. Like, if you look at previous pvp games like competitive games whether it's like dota 1 to dota 2 or counter-strike 1.6 to counter-strike source like there's only so much you can push the previous game and like reiterate on it and make it a better experience whether that's like updating the graphics the sound you know the the models the animations like all of that stuff there's only so much iteration you can do with that and content aside by the way i know a big missing factor of Overwatch has been content and the content planning and how communicative they've been. But if you just like talk about the raw game and playing the game and enjoying the game, I think Overwatch 2, what they've released here, like it's 5v5, you get a new hero, you get some new maps, and then the footage we've seen as well, where there's, you know, the graphics are beautiful, like better than Overwatch 1, which by the way is already unique and pretty glorious. And then the new audio effects as well. I think it's definitely... Uh, it definitely feels like Overwatch 2, I'd say, and so I'm 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 looking forward to play it. I I think that if you look at previous PvP and competitive games, I think this is very justifiably like uh, a sequel to Overwatch One. So in that vein, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Then it's just the the you know the, the the issue is are there going to be enough features? Are there going to be enough um, things besides the raw gameplay that make up a really fun competitive community and um, atmosphere around that raw gameplay because I think what we're looking for comparing to other games is something where like Counter-Strike Source went to Counter-Strike Global Offensive and like you get so many new systems and Steam Marketplace integrations and um, loot boxes and like all this stuff they really reiterated and added features on top of the already existing Counter-Strike game to make it like a 
a game that you could go back to and um, really enjoy the community part of it. Whereas when they went from Counter-Strike 1.6, which was a fantastic game, and they went to Counter-Strike Source, people just like, well, Source is not what we're looking for, uh, whether that's like how the weapons operate, uh, you know, how the hit models work, the maps, like there's so the, the Counter-Strike Source was so messy compared to the raw game of Counter-Strike 1.6 that a lot of that community, they just shunned Source and they were like, we're not going to play this iteration of the game. We don't think it's as fun. We don't think it's as clean and uh, it's not really what we were hoping for. So I think if you compare Overwatch 2 to other titles, I think um, we really just hope that Overwatch 2 is a, a, an improvement with 5v5, etc. to Overwatch in a very justifiable way and that people don't go back and look at Overwatch now like, well, this was the glory days, this was the proper game like Overwatch 1 with 6 versus 6, etc. Uh, we want to go back to that because that mm. would be the biggest issue, 5v5 yeah. versus 6 v 6. You know, there is more precedent. I actually really like that, uh, what Johnny said, and there's more precedent for that in gaming history as well. I don't know if any of you played like a ton of Battlefield. Um, I fucking love Battlefield. New one sucks though, unlucky. Um, but Battlefield 3 to Battlefield 4 was like what the community wanted, basically, was like, oh my god, why the fuck did you come out with Battlefield 3? It probably won't be that big, but like, why did you come out with Battlefield 3 when we could have had Battlefield 4 all along if you just kind of worked on it? It was like a complete reiteration of the same game, but just with a ton more systems, more maps, better graphics, and just like the game in general just felt nicer, and it's just better, uh, just a better game. It's like, it's Battlefield 3.5 in a way, you know what I mean? And I think there is precedent for that, like Johnny said, with CS Source and stuff uh, going from... Uh, sorry, CS Source to uh, Global Offensive. And I don't think it will be like, oh, why the fuck did you make Overwatch 1 when you can make Overwatch 2? But I think there has been precedent before where actually, yeah, like the second version of the game, in a sure. sense, is a lot better and people will stick around for it a lot more. And in general, it's way more fleshed out and they can just keep pumping content because people have enjoyed it to, to begin with. And they have a better idea of how to run a live game in a game that needs constant updates in this current market. Team 4 are also intelligent dictators in the sense that they will never allow a coup like occurred with 1.6 to CSS because all of Overwatch 1 players are getting updated. Oops. Updated to Overwatch 2. <laughs> There's always violence in dictatorships, isn't there? That was just yeah. a metaphor. But they'll never allow people to just opt for playing Overwatch 1 because it'll cease to exist. It just gets updated to Overwatch 2 anyway. So, yeah, fuck it. You don't it. think you there's going to, to be like a, like a populist part of the community that does like Overwatch Pro, pro Mod? It's literally impossible <laughs> because there's no, there's no like source Dude. code to use and like you can't do it. And if they did, they would. 6v6 workshop them. mode. If they added the workshop mode back. Yeah, sure. They could have they workshop will. mode, but that, that would be, be within nuts. the Overwatch 2 game, right? That would essentially be like the <laughs> ultimate form of rebellion where it's like, we're playing your new game and our, and the, the old game in your new game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like people playing goats now. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to talking about the pro scene a little bit, though, because there are going to be two months now. So all of the pro players have access to the alpha. Um, there are two months for them to practice before the league begins. And that was discussed a little bit in the Overwatch Leagues video that had Zoe and Matt and Sean Miller talking about it. And uh, Matt had a very funny line, actually, where he was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, yeah, the length of time that they have, it's subjective. Some teams probably want more, some teams probably want less, but uh, there you go. I was like, who the fuck wants less than two months? Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you is know, that the, a funny line? The PR because, speak. Is it like what? What is that even? I don't even know. Is that funny line because he was being funny, or just as funny because Matt? It's funny because it's just a complete it's just PR talk. It's just yeah. complete <laughs> PR nonsense. No one wants less time for for time on the new game. Anyway, is two months enough? What kind of level of play should we come to expect? And if we consider this, compare it perhaps to old Overwatch League seasons. A lot of those seasons, people only had like a month, two months of the off-season to actually get their team together and practice anyway. So is it functionally different? No. No, I think it's fine. I think anyone, I think there is a lot of like, I think there are like some legitimate concerns, but generally all the moral like hand-wringers like, oh, the teams only have two months. Like, what a joke of a league. It's like, bro, that's how it's worked for like so many different balance patches and like so many different things before. Like, that's a completely reasonable amount of time for you to be acquainted with the game. Like, sure, would longer be nicer? Yeah, but like two months is a very reasonable amount of time. And when people, I always laugh at people that are like, this is just unacceptable that they only have two months. Like, this is a pretty standard it's relatively standard it's you know it's like it's, i don't think there's anything too crazy about it so i mean they could do a, a 2014 riot maneuver and they release their bruiser and tank patch for the top lane and just completely destroy world's meta like oh jack's gone is oh, jack jack, jack out. mod check hello oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you, were talking you started talking, you were talking to league of legends yeah, I thought I thought out. you just didn't want to leak what the news. yes okay okay that's good you're in my brain yeah. now what I was saying was they could do a 2014 riot for Worlds and just completely change the entire game with the the tank bruiser top lane like fiasco. I, I don't I don't know. I think or even most like anything really with Fortnite League. with like the Infinity Blade or all yeah, exactly. They, they've the already done that Thanos in Overwatch too. I mean, the, the, like the, the twenty the 2019 finals were on yeah. a completely different balance patch. Yeah. Same for yeah. exactly. Apex season like, well. one. Yeah, I don't think Apex season one. To <laughs> <laughs> Piping up, yeah. I got still wants to be well. remembered, bro. Don't worry, it's fine. It's not like the Overwatch League has been going on for longer than Apex went on. Unlucky, I guess. Yeah. But, the, but the, like realistically, two months is long enough for I think, especially since the game is still it's still Overwatch. Yes, it's five v five, but like a lot of the heroes, most of them haven't been changed. Their interactions with different things have been changed, and like the new reworks. Yeah. But I think two months in general. I agree with Connor. It's so it's, it would have been fucked had they not been able to use that workshop code though. If the workshop didn't exist yeah. and they couldn't have created yeah. that thing, I mean, if 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 Gunba's workshop mode was not a thing and it was impossible to make, they really would have been kind of screwed because you'd have two months to like pivot to a totally different game. At least they've eased themselves in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at other games as well, I mean, I don't know what the best examples are. Maybe it's you know Call of Duty, Halo, whatever. Like generally, when those games release, I don't know how. How quick the turnaround is for there to be like major tournaments backed by developers or whatever because the developers usually they want to just like go straight to the biggest tournaments to feed off the release hype to continue generating that marketing uh or whatever so i don't know what the precedent is for other competitive games um i i you know i turned the question on its head a little bit i i think two months is enough for the pro players to practice going into the Overwatch league i think the big question for me is should there have been, you know, should the pro players have more input on uh, the game prior to getting access to the alpha and beta? And what I mean by that is, like, should they have brought in, like, pro players for, like, playtesting and stuff like that, you know, like, four months ago, six months ago, uh, to keep reiterating the game itself before it's made right. available to the entire uh, league of players? Because, I mean, I have 
absolutely no insight whatsoever. Maybe pro players have signed NDA themselves and they actually have done this. I have no insight whatsoever. But I would hope that when it comes to this stuff, that um, the pro players actually get to try out uh, have to try out 5v5 and like see like how it actually is because it's a groundbreaking change in so many different ways. And I guess I'm not worried from a competitive integrity standpoint about two months being enough. I hope that the game is ready in two months for it right. to actually be like competitively enjoyable to play for the players, but also competitively enjoyable for watch, you know, because the Overwatch League will start and that's when people will tune in and be like, hey, what's going on with Overwatch 2? Do you mean, and do you I mean hope that it's a mainly, fun experience? Do you mean mainly bugs or do you mean mainly balance when you're thinking about that kind of thing? No, I mean, I, well, primarily balance because as I said, like 5v5, you know, we all agree it's a huge change. I mean, you remove one tank from the game, so it's going to rely more, probably as we've discussed, you know, more on flex supports players, more on DPS players. You want people to pop off. Um, getting one elimination is going to matter more in the percentages of team fights you win etc so it's changing the dynamic of the game quite a lot and so i just hope that two months is enough for the game itself to be enjoyable to play and watch for the pro players because if we start the overwatch league and for some reason like you know we hit a bad string of gameplay experience whatever you know um maybe some of those viewers don't stick around after the first week second week depending on the viewer experience and how it actually feels to watch and play itself so that's why you know we, we have these alphas and betas in the first place to try out the game like hey we're in an alpha stage uh how are we going to reiterate the game how are we going to balance the game and this is the time to really change the core the fundamentals of the game before you release it to the public right that makes sense to everyone but um I guess I'm kind of just wondering the pro player's perspective on how they play the game, how effective they are with heroes, um, and that kind of stuff. That's so different from like your general gold diamond player base. Um, and so I just hope that from a very uh, expert point of view with the creme of the crop playing the game, that they enjoy um, playing the game and they uh, people enjoy watching them play the game because that is crucial to the success of the Overwatch League uh, and keeping some of those viewers around when they get a first glimpse at it. Yeah. I think uh, the other part to this too is with the open beta or not, I guess it's not an open beta, it's a closed beta because it's like an invite only, but whatever. With the beta being around in April, that also means that there'll be contenders talent that are able to play on that and have some level of experience if people want to try and pick people up early. Because I think one of the biggest problems with this two month period is that it didn't overlap with the trial period for actually building your teams so if you were trying to find you know, like if Arissa is meta gunba's workshop mode did not have any Arissa changes i mean the, the uh, as far as i'm aware as well i was reading through the patch notes there was no rework there for Arissa because the, they just didn't know what it was going to be i've seen people scrimming on a different workshop code where Arissa had like a, a charge mechanic or something but fuck knows where that came from my point being, if you're trying to trial tank players and Arissa actually ends up being viable with the new rework, maybe that changes how you would have run your trialing process and stuff as well. Maybe there are other tanks out there who are better or would be a really good pickup. At least now some of those people are going to have access to the game in late April and might be available for like mid-season or maybe even slightly earlier pickup. Yeah, that's the real problem to me. It's not about is two months long enough to learn the game. It's more so... The, what we could get for Overwatch 2 could be a fucking clown show in terms of like these rosters were not built with this game. Like, sure, they, they had the workshop mode, but like they didn't, like, no one had access to the game that they were going to play, right? So, like, what happens? Obviously, I don't think it's going to be the case by any means, but theoretically, what happens if two thirds of the Overwatch teams perform like justice in 2019 because they, they built their roster wrong? 
Then it would know? be competitive. <laughs> it would be competitive, right? It would be competitive, but like, is it, but it, wouldn't, it would still be like a ridiculous thing, you yeah. know? It would still be like, holy shit. Like that to me is the real issue. It's never been the issue of like two months. It's like enough time to learn the game. It's like all these multi-million dollar rosters and organizations have built around a game they had no access to. And now they're like actually seeing like, well, uh, at least we're fucking space. Like astronauts can simulate it, but you can't simulate Overwatch 2. You have no <laughs> idea what the game's even going to look like. We don't know what the laws of Overwatch 2 are going to be. We have no like universal constants. So I, it's, I, I don't know. To me, that's the only really problematic part. But whatever. If everyone's shit, then no one's shit because it's all gonna be it's all gonna be equal. Everyone's gonna look bad. So and so it's fine, I guess. Mm. One of the big announcements that they made was that there's no hero pools for 2022. They're hoping that just the freshness of the new game, the new hero being added in, the new maps will keep the balance alive. Similarly to when it was, you know, like when Overwatch 1 was first launched, there was a lot of different variety in what you could play because no one really knew what the best stuff to play was back then. Um, so I think, I think this is a great move. I dislike the idea of hero pools anyway, and I think with the new game, it would have been truly ridiculous. I mean, what happens if they rolled a random hero pool and Sojourn was banned or something? Sojourn banned, you know? week one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have just been horrendous. Oh, so, that would have been funny. I think this is a great move. Uh, will it be missed at all? No, I mean, to, to everyone's point of view, it makes so much sense to remove Hero Pool, you know, going into Overwatch 2 with so much content coming out. I just really put this topic here because I wanted to coom after two years of complaining about it. Yeah. Holy shit. I've complained about it every step of the way. I've never liked it. I'm so glad it's gone. No more of those coaches have to sit up, you know, 18 hours a day and just study the new Hero Pool coming out one week before they actually have to play stuff. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm so elated, guys. This is a huge dub. Huge win. Yeah, and if I they, just if, wanted to bask in the gloriness of it. If Team Four continue with their like live game and whatnot, the thing that they want to promote is, oh, we'll make sure we update them regularly. There will be no need for hero pools anyway because we'll see what's OP, we'll nerf what's like super OP, and then we'll have a new meta because things will change. Like, they'll the I, the only reason why they introduce hero pools because Double Shield fucking sucks to play and sucks to watch and like Sim May that kind of bullshit, right? The metas that literally just wanted to make you pull your eyes out because it was just hold left click boring as fuck like that's one of the reasons in my mind they were introduced because of how stale it was because there were no updates because they were working on overwatch 2 so i think it was more like i didn't think it needed it to be honest with you i don't think it needed to be said if they did bring in hero pools i'd question who the fuck matt like who the fuck is answering to matt is what i'd question <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean the like, advisors in matt's ears yeah I mean, yeah exactly pools, i never explicitly hated hero pools i'm gonna be honest but that's because i'm a much i'm a pragmatist you know i'm like well we gotta we gotta fix something here like we just <laughs> yeah gotta exactly fix something. so like i didn't mind them i didn't really care i thought it was interesting but i understood that there were problems with it and it, the better solution is that we just release new content so if we do that then all's good if they can't do that then guess what i'm gonna be first out of the trenches saying give us hero pools <laughs> back if they can't release content then I'm going to be like, fuck it. Like, we got to get them back. Like, it's just got to happen. Like, so hopefully they can stick by their plan and release content and we don't ever have to think about bringing it back. Mm. Uh, some other small points that we haven't got a specific topic for, but I just wanted to bring up in this as well because it just applies to small changes for 2022. They said the replay view is going to be offline as well for at least the Ooh. beginning of the 2022 season because they need to rework that whole process as they head into Overwatch 2. You know, I, it's not going to be at the top of their priority list when they're building out these new features. So that's a bit of a blow. 
for the 2022 season i think there was a lot of cool stuff that was being done with it um it's just a great content creation uh system for the overwatch league uh, i know that custer was doing a ton of stuff uh, with it too and um uh, i was dabbling with it um in previous years it's uh yeah unfortunate yes that's it Not that's sure, it but just yeah, unfortunate. Which is unfortunate for I didn't know about goblins, but you know, I I was not. I'm gonna be honest. No one should have expected any differently because remember how long it took us to get replays in Overwatch to begin with, and like mm. I'm just like if there's anything that's always gonna be axed and kept to last, it's gonna be replays. I just knew it was gonna happen. We can't just have our our good old like oh let's record our point of view source style things. Like it has to be some sort of huge integrated system that they built. And like I remember complaining about that in 2018 to Scott Mercer when he was at the Blizzard Arena. And I don't think it was ever going to change when that's like clearly how their priorities as like a dev team. Is that why you got blacklisted as talent? That is why I got blacklisted, yeah. <laughs> I told Scott Mercer, I was like, Scott Mercer, I want replays, damn it. And he's like, God, there's just, you know, like we got to do this whole thing. I was like, no, Scott, like it, we can't have this. And then then they said they would never work with me again. So, they banned us from playing on stage. That's why yeah, I never played. they did. There was an embargo. Yeah, makes sense. By the way, just oh fuck it actually that's a topic for another time all right uh, uh push the push game mode is going to be in the 2022 map pool um what the hell do we expect from this i'm ex actually really excited for it i think it's going to be a great game mode it looks fun it looks new it's certainly going to be more entertaining i think than uh assault uh although maybe not as strategically interesting i actually quite liked some of the like comps and strats that revolved around assault but the game mode itself was just so flawed because it had to be so defensive biased um i'm i'm definitely looking forward to push so it says on the uh, 2022 map pool they released uh, they're going to feature new queen street i think that is that the canada the british one? map oh is new, new queen street, street i think that was the new york payload like, map isn't it there's a toronto rome uh and i forgot the other two but rome is rome is a push map isn't it i think rome was a push map and that's the oh, coliseum that, that was the one they did that yeah, show map like thing the, right yeah, the toronto one yeah and, and coliseo then toronto... is the, the rome map yeah coliseo on. is the rome map i i i don't know why they referred to them as rome and then gave them new names but i guess they just didn't go. know what name they were going to give them in the in the yeah. early communication that looks yeah it looks beautiful it does yeah, I feel like this is the third, fourth time we're talking about push, but you know that's just how it goes with Overwatch. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this because the dynamic of like how you play Overwatch is 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 really going to change. Um, because I mean you're rallying about this moving kind of object, sort of similar to payload, I guess, but instead of control where it's a stationary kind of thing you're defending, um, it probably benefits you a ton to actually push up and you know take control of. Uh, high grounds and uh horizontal space uh so it allows you to be more aggressive in ways that other game modes perhaps doesn't so uh yeah it's going to be really fun to watch and these maps are beautiful like holy shit they're gorgeous also freak assault i feel like with push like it's going to come down to there's going to there's definitely going to be set points on the map where your teams are okay we lost this fight in the center for example okay now we hold way back here because it has amphetamine high ground and whatnot and i think that'll yeah. be it's a it looks like a mirrored map would be surprised if it wasn't but like you, your team's going to be like okay so now we lost this section of the map now we have to fall back to here so i think it will be 
Um, I think it will be not as random as people think it is. No, for um, any TF2 enjoyers, this is just a better version of 5CP. 5CP, yeah, exactly. <laughs> First of all, that's heresy. That's heresy. <laughs> I, I really believe that, though, because 5CP struggled from, like, you never wanted to push too far forwards because if you lost yeah. the team fight, then you got the cart, like, you, you know, you gave up multiple checkpoints in a row. But because there's a literal time factor involved with pushing this big Bob forwards, what's his name again? It's not Bob. Bob too. Oh, I thought they, I thought we were still selecting a name for it. No, he has name. a name. He has a name. I, I forgot what, what it is. Push robots name. I can't remember what it is. And anyway, there's because no there's a time two. factor T -W -O. involved. What's sorry? Two. T W O two. No oh. fucking way. Is it actually? Okay, that I mean that is going to be a confusing call out. Honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, but... I feel like we should just rename him. Call, call him Harold or something. Harold? <laughs> something something like better than that. Yeah. If you have a, if you have a name suggestion, put it in the comments down below and we'll adopt it and just use it for the entirety of Platchat this year. Exactly. There you go. Not just Platchat, we'll use it on the official broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, well, we'll get Jonathan you. to use you it there. It. No, I won't be using it, but Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and persuade Matt. Josh, and Josh Jonathan is coming too. back. You heard it first. Leak, leak. Uh, Someone cut, cut, cut this bit out. Cut this bit out. I, I'm actually. I'm actually a tad worried about this game mode. I'm interested to see, because like, there's no real da data to support this yet, obviously. So like, it could work out to where all my fears are completely unfounded. It's great. Like, everything's perfect. I'm worried that like, you know, a lot of people have complained in the past, uh, you know, shocking enough, that sometimes Overwatch is a hard game to follow. Sometimes <laughs> Overwatch is a hard yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's been talking about that one. But I am worried that when you've now designed a game mode where like, there are no objectives or like choke points anymore well there are choke points still on the map like naturally but there's no like set pieces it's all just continuous fights fight 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 for this payload obviously there'll be resets but it seems like even from what the gameplay we've seen with like earlier in 2021 that there aren't really resets because they changed how the spawns work you kind of could just die whenever and like you can just work right. around that so it's, and it's way less punishing than let's say like if you're on a soldier or something like that um so I'm worried that the flow of the game is going to become a fucking uh, just chaos, just utter fucking bedlam. <laughs> and there's going to be fights happening like all the time. It's going to be insanely fast paced that there's not going to be a lot of chances for like people to really catch their breath while watching this, you know? And I think I, having those breath catching moments is important for the is. pace of esports games. I think you know? it's going to start like that, but I would be very surprised if it ends like that. If it doesn't because, evolve, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. because what Jack is saying about there being natural positions, like, again, I really do think it's going to be so similar to 5CP. You take a mid fight, fight, you fight over the, you fight over the initial fight, you have that mid fight, yeah. and then there's going to be like an area that you drop back to and you wait for the attackers to come to you because you don't want to just spill onto the payload and take a disadvantageous fight because then you're you're respawning even further back i think for sure i think yeah. there's going to be maybe not at the beginning of the season but by the end of the season someone will figure out this game mode in fact i think it might end up being a pivotal part of like how a team wins the season is just they're the best on push because yeah. they figured something fundamental out about the game mode yeah. And I think if Definitely that's like that. something your coach can do is teach you how to play this game mode the best, that could literally win you like a tournament or a, I mean, fuck it, it could win you the season if people are slow to catch up. Yeah. I think one more thing about push uh, that I'm very worried about, if anything that I'm worried about, is that push more than any other map probably is so reliant on map design to not make it feel bad. 
because as we can see them fighting here like by this bridge which is obviously going to be important for like defenders you know it's some kind of high ground you gotta push this thing through uh and so I, in some senses i guess to make push maps competitive i think that it's almost going to be like um i don't know what to call it like is it concave or like in the middle you know it's like it goes down in the middle but yes. the further away you get from the middle it like favors the high ground of the yeah defenders yeah, better for the defenders and so the, the 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 worst thing that could happen to some of these push maps is if the defender uh advantage is just too great on certain parts of the map and so it becomes a very boring gameplay experience i suppose when the players essentially know where they're going to hold and where they'll have to push and you just go like back and forth back and forth all the time because <laughs> the map design is favors yeah. one one um part of the map so much right so then so, that is just 5cp all over again I, that's what i'm saying so. i think this is really gonna flow like 5cp but the big difference being that the ultimate state i think is going to influence that back and forth because even if you did that back and forth completely randomly right there are going to be instances where you get let's let's imagine this concave this concave setup there are going to be times where you hit this def this defensive area and you have no ults and so you get rolled and it goes back to here but there's going to be periods of time where you get to here and you have a massive ult advantage and it's actually enough to get you over the edge and i think that's going to make like a big difference is like finding those scenarios where you're on the attack and you also have big ult banks to be able to work with and maybe you so actually don't push that much because you're waiting to take a fight earlier where you can build up ults to then commit the flow of this game mode is going to be nothing like we've ever experienced in overwatch it feels like because yeah josh like you're saying you somehow get to a point of the map where your ults and it's not like on one of these little bits of high ground that where you really want to defend but your ults are just so unbelievable like stacked in your favor that you're just going to be able to win and then push on forward i think in general um because it's almost like a tug of war well it kind of is really um I think it'll be a good viewing experience because say one team gets it like say if it's out of 100 meters and one team gets it to 80 and then the other team is on the offense and they're pushing it and they're trying to get to pass to 80 or like cap it or whatever then like holy shit they really there's like desperation sets in you know what i mean and like that is a, a real like epic turning point moment in a match whereas assault sucks and it is just constantly feeding onto the second point like i think this is gonna really be fun to watch from a viewer's perspective I'm not sure how fun it'll be to play for pro players being in that kind of situation but from a viewer perspective i think it's pretty sick because they have to they they know the checkpoint that they need to get to they just need to push it that far and it's going to be a struggle upwards hill especially if the defender like they're changing the spawns and the defenders are going to have like a ridiculously good advantage and they have high ground and whatnot i think it'll be a fantastic mode uh honestly mm. I, I there definitely will be flaws but again like you were saying there's also going to be a turning point in the season where one fucking team figures it out and they're going to be so sick at this game mode they're going to be winning every single week yeah uh, nothing else um, to add myself i feel like i like i said my my fear is just off what like chaos. we initially saw yeah but i don't have and there's no hard data to support it, right? It could work out very well, and like it could be much more structured. And obviously, there's a lot of learning to be done before we make any harsh like judgments on the game mode. I think there's a lot of interesting capability, like possibilities. Sure, sure. So I actually, we've come to the end of our normal topics, but I actually want to add another one in, Kurt. If I, if I could uh, get you to type this one up quickly, which is, how important is the Overwatch League to Overwatch Two? Because I don't think we've really discussed that. And this announcement has 
change some things, I think. Because a lot of people were expecting that this year would be a big make-or-break year for Overwatch 2, and because Overwatch League was happening on Overwatch 2, you need Overwatch League to perform really well. Because otherwise, your main kind of way that people are seeing the game, if it looks like a flop or it looks like an unfun game, they might not tune in. I think with the release of a beta that big streamers presumably are going to come and play just because a lot of big streamers used to enjoy Overwatch, they're probably going to come and check out a new patch at least. The viewership is probably going to be, or the viewership for a casual viewer is probably going to be primarily driven through your fucking Tim the Tatman or your Moon Moon or Seagull or whoever comes back to actually play Overwatch rather than watching the Overwatch League. How, how do you think this... It, how do you think this dynamic is going to work over the course of 2022? Is it imperative that Overwatch League has an insanely good year? Or is it more about that streamer base and making sure the beta for everybody pops off? I view it as, first of all, we still haven't explained, like, if there's a gap anyways, they might end up doing, like, a Valorant-style rollout to where the viewership of Overwatch League pops the fuck off for, like, cool. a month. yeah, could do. But potentially, if that's what, if there is a gap, or if they choose to do that method. Secondly, I view this year as, like, yes, ideally you want to grow, but to me, the uh, uh, if the league remains, in terms of viewership, similar to last year's viewership, but the overall interest of Overwatch and base amount of viewership and like the casual categories and across content go way, way up. I view that as a positive indicator because like, I think the groundwork we've essentially many years too late and like years, like too late after it should have happened. And all this other suggestions were shot down. Overwatch league is now integrated enough systems and like in terms of like, you know, team skins and like trying to do more to promote itself and like changing its format, etc., And also with like a realigning the leadership and the people that like how they view the esports arm of it. To where you can more easily integrate like new like if someone's watching Tim the Tatman and this first new Overwatch 2 stream and they've never seen Overwatch 2 before, and then like there's all this extra integration from Overwatch League elsewhere, there's gonna be more casual osmosis of like Overwatch League to casual fans. Comparatively to when Overwatch 1 first came out and the esports side was starting in Overwatch League, because there was a clear line of church and state between those two before yeah like, it was also was only very... gosu gamers really going on yes, it wasn't exactly. like overwatch league was even exactly there. but like but even with even with overwatch league the initial parts of overwatch league there was way 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 less integration i'd say between it and the main game yeah even like and the amount of like stuff that we've done so i think the groundwork has been laid to where if the viewership remains about the same which was still decent but not good for what we want out of the league and the investment and the overall growth and interest of the game is really high, then the groundwork is there to actually capture those increased viewers. Before, there was no systems in place at all. There was nothing ever to, like, integrate those two in the years leading up to this, up until, like, 2020-ish. And even then, like, it's been since that point. So I think that this is... That would be, like, an okay um result like a result you could be like okay that's positive moving forward if we have really huge interest in the game as a whole and like a moderately stable ecosystem that we can capture viewers with and a great uh, example a great thing would just be everything's big you know that would just be like True. Ideal. yeah of course so, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think there's a lot of casual andies out there that just rely on the opinion of their favorite streamer and so you know if you have him the tatman streaming overwatch or something and he was just like well 
quite not my cup of tea, you know. I, I really liked Overwatch 1, but it doesn't, you know, capture me as much. I think we're going to see a large percent of his audience just be like, well, Tim said it was a bad game, so I also think it's a bad game. And so when you add up all the biggest streamers, you know, uh, you know, because that is probably what a marketing department should do for Overwatch 2, is just like, yo, streamers, come play our game and check it out and um, show this to your viewers. Um, I think it's incredibly important that they uh, have a good initial reaction to the game and enjoy playing it and want to continue playing it, which it goes for every game, but also that they want to actually get good at it, that there's a certain sense of uh, wanting to improve and get better at it and uh, be competitive in it. Because that is going to, just like how in many other games, there's uh, attraction towards the top players and featuring them on um, streams where there's, you know, carrying famous streamers in ranked um, and, you know, uh, trying to teach them how to play the game. Uh, there's always going to be an attraction from streamers of wanting to play with the best players possible because then they win more and winning is more fun than losing. And so the integration between uh, Overwatch League and Overwatch 2 I just hope that the competitive systems of uh, Overwatch 2 and the actual gameplay itself promotes getting better and makes you want to improve at the game to a degree that uh, the Overwatch League players, who now are established compared to what you referenced, were in Goosey Gamers, they really weren't. There were no competitive scene and yeah. people didn't really know who was good. They were just like, oh, well, this guy popped off in ranked, so I guess I'll duel with him. I, he's my new teammate now. Now there's actually you know, a, a structure in place to where some people are some streamers, really popular streamers, are gonna come into the scene and be like, "Okay, what are the chances that I can play with Space, or that I can play with Super, who are two of the biggest names in the North American region, anyway?" Um, mm -hmm. And that is in turn going to promote the Overwatch League because people are like, "Well, now I want to know more about Space, now I want to know more about Super because they've been on my stream with like, I don't know, hundred K views or whatever." Um, so I, I think it's really important to get that connection across, um, and so. That is an emphasis on the competitive systems of the game and the competitive aspects of the game. Whereas focusing on like, does it feel good to shoot with McCree, you know, or Cassidy, yeah. sorry, um, stuff like that. So I hope the game is more competitively inclined in that way. Uh, and that will promote some seamless integration. Hmm. I, I guess in, if you're thinking, if you're one of the people in charge of this decision and you you want to run a you get a beta drop for watching a stream kind of system. You know, like Valorant did? Extraordinarily popular, or at least Call of Duty did as well, by the way, I think. What's right? Call of Duty did as well, I think. With right. Yeah, CDL did something like that, yeah. Oh, so if yeah, you wanted to did. run a system like that, would you make it so that it's Owl you have to watch because that's super good for Overwatch League? If you can only get a beta drop by watching Owl, holy mother of God, the viewership is going to pop the fuck off. Or... Do you make it so that you give it out to Owl and all of the big streamers that ask for it? Which, which one would you go for if you're in charge? Because one benefits Overwatch League massively, but arguably doesn't benefit the game as much. And one just makes Owl just another broadcast that you can watch and it's not going to drive viewership there. Do you see what I mean? The, the fact that there is a beta that other streamers can use now seems to imply that Owl is less important of a marketing tool than it was before. Even though a beta is objectively the best thing to have for the game which which road would you go down if you're in charge of that decision do you think this both. is a very tough question i do both just yeah, the, I, the second just, option where you give it to all the streamers and overwatch league well yeah I, but I, also I, you can you can choose to be like 
you can all obviously it depends on like what sort of position they're going to be in and what their goals are but like theoretically for a short time period you could even be like okay streamers you're going to get access to overwatch 2 to stream it but these are going to be your your set times you can stream overwatch 2 and then you just do overwatch league the rest of the time and wow. then after Limit a the, so of time, you can't stream at the same time as overwatch league is going on yeah but only for a very short time period be like we're going to give you overwatch 2 beta access and the keys to inflate your viewership but this is your time to stream and then after this date, you're free to stream whatever. Huh. I mean, that hasn't really worked for us in the past. Wasn't there a time where like Overwatch League players couldn't stream during Owl or something? Yes. But I think it's, I'm just saying that like, this is obviously you would market in such a way where it's not overlapping. You're just doing it. That's like, no, I understand. Saying, like, this I is think your it, set time. I think that's an stream this time. I think that's an interesting uh, idea. I hadn't thought of it at all. It yeah. seems quite draconian to me to give the streamers but like but set it, but, times. But the but... thing is, it wouldn't be. It would just be a very short time period. Like when it first comes out, or like for like a week for on. the opening week or something. Yeah, yeah, for like the opening week, be like you can stream like this day or these days. Like you can stream as much as you want, right? And then just like for these two days, there's gonna be a blackout, and then right. afterwards, you're free to stream as much as you want. Sure. Right? No, I it's... I understand that. I think that would be uh somewhat decent i it's think the, the big problem with that though the, sorry one of the big problems with that though is that overwatch league is only on you well actually we don't know it's only on youtube do we i don't know whether the youtube yeah well i thought the youtube deal ran until was, this year does it run on, uh, including this year as i thought well? this is the last year right okay that, like yeah. exclusivity all right so. so overwatch league is only on youtube if you bl go blackout while overwatch league is on the twitch <laughs> the twitch numbers yeah, go yeah. from like overwatch is you know in the top five again to like there's literally no one watching Overwatch. What the fuck yeah, is going on? True. You know, but, yeah. but if, you could, if you couldn't work it out in such a way to where that makes sense logistically and it wouldn't piss off streamers, I would just say fuck it, give it to everyone because, like, at the end of the day, more interest is good. So that's my. Those are my takes on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, there would definitely be more working... people across the board that will watch all their big streamers than like go to fucking overwatch league youtube channel and watch that live i think yeah i'm kind of with connor in this although it would benefit the league massively because the viewer numbers will be crazy i still think you're going to get a relatively big boost regardless um if you just give it to excuse me tim and everything everybody else you know like i i agree with connor i think giving it to everybody's more beneficial because you will in just inherently get more eyes on it because there are going to be viewers on in tim's stream for example that wouldn't watch the Overwatch League, uh, but watch Tim play Overwatch 2 and get a drop. Yeah, this is why this is such an interesting question. Because you, if you work in marketing and you're trying to market Overwatch 2, you want to dominate both platforms. You want to be like, we want a shit ton of viewership on, on YouTube, but we also want a shit ton of view, uh, viewership on Twitch as well, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, I actually, don't, I actually don't know. I just speculate what the deal is this year. But if Overwatch League only runs on YouTube, then restricting potential drops. I mean, this is so hypothetical because we don't even know what this no, of is, course, is happening. Of but if that was the case, I mean, then um, like I, I don't think that would be the best marketing move if I worked for Blizzard because I'd want both platforms to pop off. But also, I don't remember how Valorant did it with their drops. Was that like a Twitch feature, right? So yeah. that was like some integrated yeah, was, system. Yeah. So if you wanted to dominate both platforms and do it for both, you'd have to have those systems in place for both platforms. So it's a really messy situation. I have no idea how they would go about it, but it's very interesting because... I'm sure they could 
Well, I guess actually the exclusivity deal does make it interesting. Like, could they even do that for Twitch? Would they allow them if they're exclusive with YouTube? Or YouTube, you definitely could because they already Probably. have drops, right? Well, I think, yeah. I think only YouTube. the league is exclusive. Only the league is exclusive to YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Game Overwatch 2 is on Twitch? Exclusive to yeah. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean... Yeah, because well, you can did... get drops for Overwatch 1 on Twitch. You get those sprays. The yeah, Reaper exactly. So I feel like they so should, there shouldn't be, be the same. any drops across global exactly. platforms. Because yeah. they won't pitch it as like the league. They'll pitch it as just Overwatch 2, you know? Yeah, yeah. So to me, they, I'd rather go for a win-win system like that. the one I said. But if you can't work it out with the streamers and with the platforms that way, just give it to everyone because it does not behoove you to limit your product. And when you need, especially when you need good PR, like sure. you want the release to be a resounding success. You want people to be happy with it. You want people to feel like it's a good, smooth process from the beginning versus one that's just horribly gate kept, you know, and like just frustrating. Like yeah. you want it to be as smooth as possible here. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to our final segment, which is Bren's Player of the Week. I haven't talked to Bren. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever lie. talk to Bren? I haven't spoken to How Bren. How is your relationship? Are you guys still friends? You never talk with each other. Uh, I actually, I or went around his house yesterday um, oh. and he made me a sandwich. And oh, was it his traditional peri-peri sandwich? It was peri-peri mayo with cheese yeah. with yes. oak smoked cheddar. Uh-huh. And then he made it with one slice of normal bread, and the other one was the butt end of the loaf. Oh, so I, what a legend. I don't think he likes me. What do you mean, oh. what a legend? It sounds like an loaf. intricate sandwich. That's pretty good. The, the butt nice end loaf, of the loaf is not a good mind. thing. I don't mind the butt what? end. What? I don't mind that at all. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? I don't mind it. It's Maybe not it's toasted. Ass, it's just the butt end. It's just chewier. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, you guys are weird. You guys Don't are you weird. Toast your bread. Okay, <sighs> Bren's player of the week. Now, obviously, it's it's Bren's player of the week. I'm I'm you know mind linking with Bren here. Oh, of course, the Overwatch two announcement. It's got to be somebody Overwatch related. It's got to be something to do with the alpha, the beta. Uh, I'm gonna give Bren's player of the week this week to Miyazaki. I'm giving Bren's play of the week. Whoa, no way. <laughs> to Miyazaki, because Bren has been deep in the sauce with Elden Ring. He doesn't even know that Overwatch has been released. I mean, he doesn't even uh, know that Overwatch 2 has been announced at all. Who's Miyazaki? Miyazaki's the developer of uh, the, oh. the FromSoft games, the uh, oh. the Blood Bloodborne and uh, Dark Souls Soulsborne. games. Yeah. The Soulsborne games. Bryn had been playing, like, had been fighting a bot, the same boss for like forty-eight hours. Like, literally, it like, was it was actually straight. eighteen straight hours in the game that he had spent he, fighting the same boss. Yes, he did. He finally oh beat it. He's finally Jesus. vanquished his demons. Um, Thank God. Thank God. So there you go. That's uh, that's our Bren's player of the week this week. Do we have a picture or something, Kurt, that we can throw up? <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. See, Has anyone heard of Elden Ring? This is what we're looking for for Overwatch 2. I want I want an open world game for Overwatch 2. I want, <laughs> it's all open world. I want Overwatch Double League four. to offer me an accord. Actually, that's that's sailed. That, that ship's gone. I want I want Overwatch <laughs> I want Overwatch 2 to be like an open world Spider-Man game, you know, but you're Lucio and you're just wall riding on New York City. And yes. that's what you're doing there. I think that would be excellent. I want yep. when I kill players in PvP, I want to collect their soul. And then I get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so grim. That is so grim. 
Well, All right, there you go. That's our episode this week as well. A reminder to go and uh, check out NordVPN and thanks for sponsoring this episode as well. That's uh, nordvpn.com slash platchat or the uh, code was platchat if you go and sign up for that. Uh, you can follow our Twitter at the Platchat Podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you came here expecting a team preview, don't worry. There are going to be more team previews coming out later this week and following on as well. But this was an emergency episode because it was the first time we'd had any content in seven months. Of course, we had to do an episode. Emergency episode on the regularly scheduled emergency day. Emergency episode on a regularly scheduled day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It was emergency in the sense that we we butchered our team preview schedule, you know? It was kind oh, okay. of. It was like a semi-emergency. Semi-emergency. Like when you know you're going to shit your pants, but not right now. You know, you're like, uh oh, yeah. need to go, yeah. but I can That's kind of hold it. Enjoy closing out the show. I mean, IKEA, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. There, okay it perfect. there it goes. He's, he's wearing jaws, I think. Wait, he actually, yeah. he actually, his yeah, bathroom it's... is in that room. It's just outside the camera. Can we talk about how many fucking doors he has in his room, by the way? Are there like, more doors the than wheels in the, in the world? I assume. Um, no, there are more wheels because okay. Lego wheels exist. One of them's the entrance to his room. One of them's the entrance yeah. to a bathroom. And those two in the middle are an entrance to a closet, right. I think. Kurt, are you, is the episode done? We should turn the episode off. Let's <laughs> keep going. Keep going until Johnny's done. It's only courtesy. <laughs> Where did he go? He went to the bathroom. No, yeah, he did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not waiting for Jonathan to get back from the bathroom. Let's... Because I need to pee too. Let's wrap right. it up. Bye. Well, I thought we were... Oh, I thought we were...